Hey everybody, and welcome back to Grab It Quick News. I hope we all had a really great weekend and we are getting into the groove of this new month, which is May. And you know what we say, April showers brings May flowers. And I hope we're all blossoming and being the best we can be. On this episode of Grab It Bizarre Sex News, I'm going to be answering more letters from my subscribers and fans. So let's get started. All right, our first letter is from a male. He writes, Dear Jessica, My girlfriend and I have been together for a few years now, and I do want to marry her one day. The problem is I don't think I can get married without a prenup, and she isn't too fond of signing one. It has nothing to do with her, but unfortunately I grew up in a childhood with divorce and I've seen how messy those situations can get and how tricky divorce laws can be and for my own peace of mind I would like to have some kind of safety net if for any reason it doesn't work out in the long run am I asking too much or is this a way to get her to see things from my perspective first question you asked am I asking for too much no you're not asking for too much I personally think that both parties that enter into a marriage, especially with how the economy is right now, should have prenups. Not just men, but women. So um, is there a way to get her to see things from my perspective? I think you need to see it from her perspective. She's been with you for years. And then when when you want to make it a solid commitment, now it's, well, I don't want you to touch my money. And even if you don't mean it that way, that's how it comes off. So I think a solution that you both need to talk about is you need to talk about her career goals and you need to talk about what she wants to do with her life while she's married with you. Because I think a lot of people, when they decide that they want to get married, they focus on things that don't necessarily mean anything within the 10 years of that marriage because most men are thinking I'm going to be the one to bring home the bacon I'm going to fry it in the pan and I'm going to be the one she's going to have the baby she's going to stay home so I'm going to be the provider but what we're missing right now is that there's a study that says that a stay-at-home mom actually would make a salary of a hundred thousand dollars or better because she is your kid's tutor, she's your kid's nurse, she's your kid's pastor, she's your kid's mentor. She is literally the example, the archetype for what your child's behavior will be. So let's put that in there. So just because she's a stay-at-home mom does not mean that she doesn't have monetary gain. And then we'll go even further. Let's say that you guys got married, had those kids, and she decides she wants to go to work. And it's a hobby that she has, and all of a sudden this hobby blows up into like a million-dollar hobby. And now she wants to do this and she no longer wants to be with you. Would you be comfortable signing a prenup? And that's where we're at with this discussion is that both of you need to make sure that your goals, aspirations, and dreams are clear as water, right? You want to make sure that it's very transparent, that I expect within an eight-year range, I want to be here financially, What are your goals financially? If she wants to be a a stay-at-home mom, you guys need to make sure that you understand that this is a job. This is not her getting to stay home and just hang out and lay off the land. This is an actual real job of stay-at-home mom. And then on top of that, you really want to think about how much 
she's invested into you emotionally. And then to hear someone say, oh, well, because of the divorce in my life, it's it sounds like a cop out. So what you really need to do is you guys need to go to marital counseling, premarital counseling, and you guys really need to have that conversation because it sounds like you guys are not really having that conversation because somebody gets upset. And I think once you guys really find out why you guys are getting upset, totally different thing. I think you may have some trauma left from the divorce because you've brought it up twice where you said, um, you, um, was it, were a child of divorce. You know how messy they can get and how tricky divorce laws can be. And the whole point is, um, we're in 2019. We are all adults. So divorce should not be tricky. You guys should already figure that out before. And I know we're going to say, well, Jessica, no one wants to be divorced. It's a happily ever after. But let's be real. One in five people get divorced. Then after your second marriage, it goes up to three out of five people get divorced. And then your third marriage. So the likelihood of you staying married, it goes higher and higher. So people need to be logical about this. We need to take love out of it. What would you like to happen if the event of a divorce? You always need a backup plan. It's just like the same idea of a condom where you would rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So the number one thing you want to do with this whole prenup conversation is you want to find out what her financial goals are and you want her to make a prenup for you. And then you want to let her know what your financial goals are and then you want to make a prenup for you. And I want to be very specific. Get a lawyer involved. Make this a legal prenup on both sides. So then both of you can feel better about it. Because what a prenup does, and I don't think men realize that, it adds a value, a monetary value on something that is invaluable. And then it makes it feel cheap. Don't ever make your girl feel like she's cheap. And when you bring up, well, I love you, but my my parents was divorced and I don't know what's going to go on. I need you to sign this prenup. It, it cheapens it. It cheapens her love for you. It cheapens your love for her and it makes her feel some kind of way. So make sure that when you guys are having this conversation, that it's a conversation that's coming from love and that we're also being logical about it as well. We're not saying hurtful things. We're not, well, I make the most money here because if we're looking at demographics right now, women are the number one demographic in the workforce right now. So that job you got, it could change awfully quick and you could be at the mercy of her. So always remember that when we are discussing things as a couple, that we are discussing it as a couple, not I want you to see it my way. We want to see it both ways. You want to see her perspective and why she doesn't want to do this. And she needs to see your perspective. Once you both see each other's perspective, you can meet in the middle and come to a common ground. But if it's just about you and how you feel, it will never work. And it it will never work in a marriage because a marriage is always about open, honest communication. And if you can't be open, honest, and clear, then you don't need to marry her. Okay? So I hope this really helped you. And I know I said a lot. But I, you know, prenups for me, like I said, I feel like men, both men and women should get it in the marriage. I don't feel like it should be one person. So you both need to have a prenup. She needs to have a prenup. You need to have a prenup. And it needs to be very detailed, okay? All right, thank you so much for the letter. (laughs) 
Our second letter is from a male in Newark. He writes, Dear Jessica, I am a white, successful male who is who is dating a black woman for the first time. The relationship is still new and I really like her. Any tips or advice? Thanks. <laughs> well, first I want to say welcome to the dark side. Darkness. No. <laughs> Ooh, any tips? Um, I would say don't bring up race. I think the number one thing for most interracial couples is that they look beyond race. They see personality. They see the counterpoint in each other that they can recognize. So always remember that. I would say um, when you guys are having sex, keep your hands on her titties because <laughs> nobody wants you to touch that hair. Um, just be very mindful about um, racism because you know, when she tells you something that she feels is racist, listen to her. You don't necessarily have to validate it, but at least listen, you know, because you both are coming from a different place. I mean, other than that, I would say you are in for a very good treat. Um, African-American women are smart, funny, brilliant. So you will never be bored and um, make sure that you are most importantly yourself. Be yourself. Because, you know, sisters love a guy that can be themselves. Let their hair down, laugh, have a good time. And that's really what it's about. It's never about color. It's always about love. Thanks so much for the letter. Our third letter is from a female in Chicago. She writes... Dear Jessica, how do I tell my boyfriend of two years that I am in sex work? I love him very much. He is perfect. I have been in sex work for the past four years. I strip as well as do private parties. It is good money and has allowed me to travel the world and live a great life with him. He told me when we first got together, sex work was a deal breaker. But now we are in love and I feel bad. What should I do? Ooh, honey. I can understand the first like six to eight months of not wanting to reveal that because, you know, the stigma and the shame. And sometimes you do find a great guy, but they are so programmed by the system that they already have an idea of what they think you do. So it it causes, you know, a little heartbroken where you're like, damn, he was a good one, but he doesn't think I'm good. So I get that. But two years, homegirl, two years. I just want to know where he think you're getting all this money. <laughs> and I want to know what he think you do for a living. Um, I would say right now, you better tell him before someone else tells him. Um, he's going to be really hurt. Really hurt. And he may not want to hear what you got to say. And you may have to tell him and say, you know, I love you with all my heart, but I am a stripper and I do private parties. And this has been my livelihood for the last four years. I did not want to tell you because of the stigma. I still don't want to tell you because of the stigma, but I am living proof that I am healthy, happy, and in love. And go from there. He may say, you know what? Because you are the one for me, I'm going to stick it out and help you get an exit strategy because I think that's always the number one thing when men date sex workers they want to know what the exit strategy is like when you gonna be done <laughs> right so then you've got to figure that out 
And if you don't have an exit strategy and you want to up it, like you want to, you know, instead of being the stripper, you want to be the one to host the private parties or you instead of want to do, you know, hosting private parties, you want to open your own strip club or you want to make sure that strippers have a place where they can have dance off competitions. Make sure that you let him know that that's real work and that it's your dream so that he can see where your trajectory is, because that's usually the issue in most relationships when it involves sex work and hiding it's the trajectory part it's the not knowing part because it's not like a mechanic where you can actually you know see what they do for a living and a lot of people they can see what we do for a living but they get very shy about it because sexuality of course has this stigma with it so just make sure that you're honest make sure that you're wearing your heart on your sleeve and I would say make sure that you have a good support system for when you say this because this could go either way It could go where he's okay with it, he accepts it because you've shown him that you're trustworthy, you're responsible, reliable, or he could feel like you have lied to him this whole two years because this is, you know, 365 days times, you know, two. So that's quite a long time to be sitting on a secret, especially one like this. So let him know that that's a deal breaker, you know, or, you know, if it is, it isn't. And then another thing... If he leaves you, like, let's say you do tell him I'm a sex worker and he's like, you know what? They're disgusting. They're gross. I could never blah, 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 blah. Let him go because you don't want that in your life. As a sex worker, you don't need any more added stress to your life. You need positive people to be around and you need to make sure that you're always with a great positive support system because once you get that in your spirit especially that the slut shaming and the sex work shaming and all that stuff it's really hard to get out and that can also start messing with your money so I hope I answered your question thank you so much for the letter Our last letter comes from a female in Texas. She writes, is it wrong that I enjoy having sex with multiple people at the same time? Woo, woo. <laughs> well, uh, no. I would say with this, with this one, it depends. If you're having sex with multiple people at the same time and they know about it, knock yourself out make sure that you all are tested make sure that you're being honest with everybody and make sure that they're being honest with you um if this is something that you guys do like a meetup thing have fun be safe and if it's not if if you're you know sleeping with one guy you know today another guy tomorrow and another guy the day after that again you just want to be safe Because the number one thing is the more sexual partners you have, the higher risk you have for STDs. So you want to make sure that you're being tested on a regular basis. You also want to make sure that they're being tested on a regular basis. And you also want to make sure that whoever else you bring into this mix, that you're honest with it. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that um, having sex with multiple people can actually um, heighten your libido. It can actually help you... Um, be more appealing does that mean that I want you to go out and have sex with a million people no it just means that you know it is what it is so this is you know the thing that you like if that's what you like just make sure that you're playing safe and that everyone else is playing safe as well 
I think a lot of females in this day and age play with multiple people at the same time. Because if that wasn't the case, we wouldn't be having so many young ladies on Mari talking about this is your baby. Look at his face, Mari. He got a face. He got a face too. It's his. He got a nose. My baby got a nose. Which I I love when they do that. I love when they do like obscure features on Mari. Girl, he a baby. Look at him, Mari. He a human. He a human. That's his baby. <laughs> so just remember that. Um, and also remember, be proud. You don't, don't let anybody shame you. Don't ever let anybody shame your sexuality. Don't let anybody ever shame you about your kinks. That's what you like to do. And your sexual side is also a part of you. It is not a separate entity. So enjoy the sexiness of it. Enjoy the happiness of it. Enjoy it. Because once you can really truly enjoy your sexuality then the slut shaming it won't bother you the the judging it won't bother you you'll be fine thank you so much for this letter tell me how it goes well that's all the time we have thank you guys so much for tuning in and rocking with team grab it remember Be good or be good at it. Until next time, bye.